Hi, and welcome to a special mailbag episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. I'm Adam, and with me today are Casey, Mieka, and Megan. And uh, we have decided to sit down and do another one of these pop culture answer the questions because it went so well for the Game of Thrones. It went one. so well for that So one. well. So yeah. uh, we're sitting there. We got a bunch of questions, 20 of them, because it's a mailbag, um, from Matt Willems. I assume that Willems is short for Williams. Um, but uh, on Instagram, he's always sending us stuff for the mailbags. Love it. Uh, and he got all excited about uh, us doing the Mummy series. And then he's... I have a feeling like there's more coming. There's like of these pop culture, like, hey, what's what's your opinion of this and how is this going to tie into D&D and so on and so forth. So, yeah, you know, buckle up. We're doing this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, movies are my thing. <clears throat> They're my thing, too. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like movies became everybody's thing during the, the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, everyone has bad taste. So we're, we're going to we're going <laughs> to learn you. Um, <laughs> Not bad taste. Oh yes, bad taste. <laughs> uh, anyway, we are going. We got twenty questions in front of us about the mummy. We're going to roll initiative a handful of times throughout, um, and we're going to do our best to answer these. We make no guarantee. We are not film critics. No, we did not take. Did anybody take notes for this? No. no. Okay. No, sure cool. Didn't. So, <laughs> mostly going in blind. Yeah, it's a D and D podcast that recently covered mummies. So we're doing the mummy. So anyway, let's uh, let's grab dice and roll initiative, right. uh, and start working our way down this list. Yes. Yellow like my belly. What? Nine. All right. <laughs> I rolled a one, guys. Oh wow. Okay, so I'm first. So Casey's first with a thirteen. Then me, then Mieka, then Megan. So love that for me. Right. Yep. So you're reading out the questions first, Megan. Amazing. I'm so excited for myself. All right. Question the first. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you enjoy the series as a whole? And just to give you a recap for the Mummy series, there is The Mummy of 1999, The Mummy Returns, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, The Scorpion King, and The Mummy 2017. We're not including the four sequels to The Scorpion King that were all directed to DVD. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I watched like half of the second one that came up for Scorpion King, and I'm like, this is dumb. Well, it, mm-hmm. it's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, so I don't What care. is the point? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What am I even doing here? That shit. So, scale of one yeah. to ten. Okay, so I would say when they first came out, I didn't really give too much of a shit. I, lo- I enjoyed it because it was um, because of Brennan Fraser, but I would give it maybe a five then. However, I digress. I rewatched them more recently, and I really thought they were awesome. I'm giving them an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thoroughly entertained. I I saw every single one of them except the reboot in theaters. Yeah. And did not regret a second of it except for that god awful Scorpion King CGI <laughs> yeah. when the the rock or this pre golem. <laughs> The Rock comes out with the most plasticine face. It's so bad. That was that, and um, the Mortal Kombat Annihilation were the only two times I've sat in a theater and gone, "Holy shit, this is painful." As far as CGI goes. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So I saw the first two movies. I've never seen the last two. Adam refuses to watch them with me. (laughs) Um, It's true. There, there's a consistent downhill spiral. Yeah. But that's the point, though. Mm-hmm. I would give, I would give the first two an eight. Honestly, I mean, like, I feel like 
there. Oh, I didn't give a number. Yeah, it, like so, oh. solid, solid eight. Yeah, absolutely. That was the question. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this episode? Oh my god. I mean, I mean, like, what am I trying to say? I don't know, but face the Michael, you do it. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> I give it an eight. Eight, solid eight. There you go. Thank phenomenal, you. Phenomenal. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I have watched them all, except for Scorpion King nonsense. And then 10 out of 10 would fuck every character. Like That's I'm... not the question, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> the question for the, that question is all the way down. I'm the bottom. We're getting Sorry, I'm going there. in blind. Um, no, 10, honestly, like, I remember watching it in the theaters with my dad many, many, many years ago. And How old were you? I don't remember. In 1999, I would have been 11 years old. Fuck me, I'm old. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was little. Yeah, so I was like 11, 11, 12. Yeah, so. Jesus, Nika. And like, (laughs) it inspired all of my art when I was a child. Oh, yeah? Like, for a long period of time, I was obsessed with The Mummy Mm -hmm. and the movie and like the scenery and like Egypt. And like, I just went through a phase where I just loved everything about The Mummy. So like, 10 out of 10 formed my adulthood. Amazing. Do love. I did not know that about you. Well, <clears throat> listen to the podcast more. Shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 all right, question the second. <clears throat> if all the main characters in the series were D&D classes, what would they be? So, to remind you of some of the main characters, there's obviously Rick, played by Brendan Fraser, Evie, don't remember the actress's name. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jonathan... Ardith, which is the protector guy, Benny, and Imhotep. I like how we did not put an Aksunamun in here. Uh, yeah, and an Aksunamun. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, We we did it. We did it. I added it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Casey? Okay. Well, I'm not going to roll through all of them. Um, Pick some favorites and go for it. Yeah. yeah, This was, this was quite hard. Like, because, like, to start with Rick... He's, like, the easiest thing to say is he's a fighter, but he actually doesn't do that much fighting. And it's also the high charisma for me that throws me off of fighter and barbarian sometimes. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't necessarily, like, go into kind of rages, so I was like, well, I don't know if barbarian fits either. So, yeah, I was torn on that one. Um... Evie, for sure, like, a wizard, um... She spends her time in the library. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. In yeah, this, in the first movie, I would say. But it kind of evolves. But we'll get there. <laughs> and it kind of, like, evolves like, her magic capabilities are born into her, not necessarily... Yeah. Yeah. And, um, thirdly, I'll say Jonathan is totally a bard. 100%. Yeah. Here's yeah. your inspiration, because I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at them all as actually different kinds of rogues. Yeah. Yeah, because they just run around. They first of all, they're tomb raiding. Second of all, they're setting off traps left, right, and center. Yeah. And third, they're consistently stealing from each other and other people, and and barely getting away by the skin of their teeth. And like they they could they've all taken levels in rogue. Um, Benny is a rogue. Yeah, Benny's rogue. Um, and of course, Imhotep is a, is a sorcerer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Born magician. Well, he was, yeah, he's got all the clerics around him, and he didn't have any magic powers until he came back, right? Yeah. So they infused him with it. So it's part of who he is. Um, is Ardith a fighter? I'm assuming he's just a fighter, like a cavalier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. 
Because as much as like he's in the Magi and you would think that means magic powers, but he never does anything magical. No, his the whole purpose is to protect the magic, not yeah. be the magic. And then, well, I mean, there's also the reboot. We didn't, uh, you'll notice we didn't mention Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> uh, and Tom Cruise, everyone in that is definitely a rogue. Yeah. All they do is, is steal. That's it. Like, yeah. It starts off with them stealing shit and then getting in trouble and having to steal more shit. And then being upset and then stealing more shit. Like, that's what yeah. that is. Yeah. Fair enough. Is it fair to say that artist is has, like, roguelike qualities? I mean, he's quick. He's speech. a swashbucklerish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, very stealthy. Yeah, oh, well, for the stealth like side a, of Like, a one-level in rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> surprise yeah yeah time mm-hmm. but then i just go back to your point like i feel like they are all just a different type of rogue yeah because i was gonna yeah. say that they're all a different type of bard like you could almost go that, that way too just because they're all incredibly attractive does not mean <laughs> that they're all bards it's the charisma okay yes. Yes. <laughs> all of them are strangely charismatic <laughs> Don't give me that sass. I would see Evie as like um, a little bit of a warlock. Now, we all know I like warlocks. So I'm thinking like warlock. Um, what's the other one? Hey, man, in the, sec- in the second movie, she did make a pact to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like, I think she multi-classed as the yeah. shows went on. Accidentally mm-hmm. fell into, oops, <laughs> <laughs> read a thing I shouldn't have read, but here we are now. Yeah. yeah. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing with um, the Mummy of the 2017, like Tom Cruise's character. Oh, he absolutely, He, he yeah. moved into Warlock hard at yeah. the very end. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you have. What's what happens when you fight like a fucking three-eyed demonia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, was it double irises or whatever it was? It was double eyes. Yeah, like yeah. double irises. pupils or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Like, I don't know why they probably spent thousands of dollars on that when you can buy those contacts for nine ninety five at Halloween. <laughs> they like... also, because they had to remove it when they released the movie in China. Did they? Yes. So they actually had to go back and re-edit the whole movie to edit it out. So they just did the edit. So they basically filmed the movie and edited it in for I have a us. question. Why? Uh, because there's just things in China that they don't like. Okay. I, go, I just wonder, like, what's the cultural significance of the double pupil? Demonia. Is that what it is? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, oh, there's all kinds of things. Like, you can't reference things like skulls, death. There's a lot that you can't represent in hmm. film and pop culture stuff. Yeah. You're welcome for that little tidbit of info. Yeah. So expensive <laughs> from a movie. It is very expensive yeah. from a movie standpoint. It was not worth it for that film, I will tell you that right now. <laughs> it's like y'all are working too hard for this movie. Yeah. Too, too <laughs> fucking hard. Bit too hard. All right. Question the third. What was your own personal favorite scene or scenes in the original trilogy, Casey? The reveal of the scorpion. No. <laughs> the reveal of the scorpion king. It was p- potentially the most comedic. Oh my god! I, I got it all fired up. You knew what I meant. took a shirt off well always i mean (laughs) it's it's my favorite of all but and he can do no wrong like the scene in the original trilogy always i think the most okay the first movie i'm getting there i'm getting there 
I really enjoyed how they portrayed the reveal of the mummy, like, coming out of the, the case. And then it was kind of just strolling about and people just came across it. And it just, like, did horrific things. Yeah, he's like, man, mm-hmm. I'm the shit. Like, who got <laughs> All y'all wearing clothes are the weird ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think at the time, like, I hadn't seen any sort of, like, fuckery and creepiness like that in a show before. Yeah. And so I was just like, like, this is horrific and scary, but it's also comedic. Because then it was, like, just standing and if it could, like, breathe... It was, like, breathing on the back of her neck, and then she's like, holy fuck! And then Rick comes in and is like, what the fuck? So I was very entertained by that. Yeah, very fair. I think my favorite scene was, okay, I've quoted it more often than any other part of the, of any of the other movies, is, is, hey, Benny, looks like you're on the wrong side of the uh, river. Yeah. You took mine. Right? <laughs> That is, the, the, for the longest time, whenever somebody tried to one-up me on something, and be like, hey, Adam, looks like you fucked it up. Hey, Dan, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. And only Dave ever got that reference. Oh, my God. For the longest time, for years. And so I, it was always particularly funny for myself. But when doing the rewatch, because we just recently rewatched the first two, mm-hmm. um... When their son in the second one, when Alex is accidentally knocks over all the columns, yeah, and it is the exact same moment as Evie knocking over all the bookshelves, yeah, from the first movie, I went, oh, there was oh, some intelligence clever. that went into this. Okay, so there's the parallels, which they didn't bother to do anywhere else, yeah, right. All the none of the other movies had that, so I'm like, okay, there's there's something here. Same thing like the face in the sand, and then we get face in the water, right, in the wall of water in the second one. So how do we know. do the same thing but make it different? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what was the question? What is your favorite scene in the in the original trilogy or scenes? Uh, when okay, so since you took mine, Adam, uh, roll higher. One, <laughs> the second one would have to be when um Evie is drunk and she's like, "I'm a librarian, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kiss Evie, you now." <laughs> Evie's character is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I was like, "Me hashtag me." I was like, I identify hard with that moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a favorite. Uh, no, I was going to say, I love a good enemies to lovers. We all know this. It's my favorite thing on the planet. And that was very much Evie and Rick's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love the weird, quirky romances that would happen between them. And how, like, yes, you probably think they're going to get together in the end. But, like, it was a long time to that payoff. I got to say, in the in the second one specifically, because she was recast for the third one. But yeah. in the second one specifically... They also felt like an established relationship. Like yes. she reaches for the thing and he's walked by, just grabs her by the wrist without looking. Nope. And just and Yeah. Like they know each other. We gotta go. Right. Yeah. And so and she could rely on him to do the certain things, right? And so they felt like one of the like in an action adventure movie, one of the only couples that was a couple. Yeah. Right. Not even like Han and Leia. Like we, we don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Right? So, they were very yeah. successful at the beats and what they were yeah. required to do in their job, but yeah. still had like a moment of like weird cutenesses. A lot yeah. of good romance. And like I feel like Rick got introduced twice in the show because when he gets introduced to Evie, it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene. No, I think, uh, I feel like my, my requirements in a relationship are too high because of their relationship. <laughs> like, that's what I want. That's relationship goals for me. But all right. Question the fourth. 
If you could change one plot point of the first movie, what would it be? God, I hate going first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, not helping you. Yeah. <laughs> I would have given um, Ardeth more screen time. Always. Yes. He's a great actor. Phenomenal yeah. character, And too. I feel yeah. like he was introed well. And it was like, ooh, that guy's great. And then he didn't play as big a part as I wanted him to through the through I, everything. I, I think they accidentally cast an A-list actor in a B role. They're like, oh yeah, he's gonna be some guy. He's, these guys are just Jawas. They're gonna sit in the background, yeah. in the distance, and just be kind of vaguely threatening for a bit. And then they got someone with like legit acting chops and charisma. It's like, oh, this guy's a fucking star. Like, fuck yes, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I would change. They did not. They did not spend enough time on the plagues in the first movie. Yeah, they sped through them really quickly. Really quickly, yeah, like and I one wanted to feel the them. Other. Yeah, I wanted to really, really feel because I'm sitting there and I'm counting them off. And they're like the ten plagues, and we only saw seven. Like we never saw frogs, right? That was one of them we didn't see. And I mean, what, what's the other one? Is there something about firstborn? It's been a long time. Something about firstborn sons. Is that one of the plagues? The last one is the firstborn son. Yeah. yeah. So we we never got to that. I would have saved that for the second movie. They got a firstborn son. Make it scary. Right? Like, maybe see the plagues play out a second time. Yeah. But, I mean, you notice that all that shit was gone in the second one? He's just like, oh, and he's back. Ta-da! Yeah, we, yeah. we read for the book. and He's awake again. Don't, don't worry. It's it was okay. just the bugs. Just the bugs. Yeah, he's like, wave, wave. Yeah. <laughs> we tried this the first time. We're going to try something different. Yeah, missed opportunity there, though, with the yeah. sun. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Something I would change. I do think that the first movie ended a bit abruptly. Like, once they were out, they were like, oh, big kiss at the end, now we're riding off into the sunset. I don't know. I feel like maybe we could could have seen a little bit more. Maybe, like, do one of those, like, um, fast forwards into the future, like, maybe by three months, that could, like, lead into the next um, movie. But. but this was back before everything was a franchise, though. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I don't true. think they're really expecting to make another one. Mm-mm. They're scrambling together, like, oh, we can make a new storyline. It was so good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen more of Anaxuna Moon. I feel like her character would have been a little bit more well played if she was present longer and made her more roguish and gave her more of a requirement other than just being the fridge character for Imhotep. Mm-hmm. I liked everything she did in the sequel. Yeah. But again, it wasn't enough. She just had an extra action scene and then... The uh, fight scene in this... Like, I mean, the fight scene in the second yeah. one was dope. The first one I loved because the fight scene between her and Evie um, was very much Evie was not a fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the second one, they rectified that and like gave a real fucking fight. Right? Mm-hmm. So. All right. Question the fifth. How did the Mummy movies influence your own personal taste in fiction, fantasy, and adventure? Okay. So I'll say... Initially, it didn't have as much impact when I first watched these when they were coming out. Uh, It was like, oh, I was entertained, but I was also not, I was very much into, like, more Lord of the Rings, that style, but I wasn't into D&D yet. But I would say my most recent round of watching them, like, I was so inspired for stealing so much shit for d and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> How did I not, not remember this? So very inspired for uh, D&D ideas. I did not give a shit. I, I, was, I was a sci-fi kid through... Space. Yep, alt space, sci-fi. And dinosaurs. 
And dinosaurs. Yeah. I was going to say, the only real action-adventure stuff that I gave a shit about when I was a kid was Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Agreed. So there wasn't really <laughs> anything else like that. Um, and then, the more I started to think about it, the more uh, I came to the realization that Star Wars is not science fiction, it's fantasy western in space, um, because they don't bother to explain anything, and there's no science in it. So it's just fantasy nonsense. What about midi-chlorians? And I, once again, my role here is to piss off the internet as much as possible. (laughs) And I think I've done that successfully today. (laughs) I don't know what episode it was, but it was in the first 20 or so where I reached across the table and slapped Dan for doing that exact same joke. Big Dan energy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Honestly, I I didn't really think much about it. I I loved the Mummy movies, but again, they were their own little... Thing it was like its own weird niche, yeah. And it wasn't until I started to pay attention to like horror movies in a big way in my mid twenties. Like I was, I'd watch slashers and stuff, but I was never really passionate about it till I started working in a haunted house. And then I became very passionate about that. And then I started to do a rewatch of all the old Universal monster. Like I've seen all of the black and white, all the old stuff. Um, and then did a revisit on all the reboots and rebrands. And then I discovered the Mummy movies again, and I went, "There's something here." That we don't get to see that was a big part of the like cultural zeitgeist, the way that everyone was thinking about adventure back in the days of, you know, the pulp adventures in Indiana Jones is a throwback to, and Romancing the Stone is a throwback to, and all the like, the days of Tarzan, the days of of um, Johnny Bravo, not Johnny Bravo, Johnny Quest. I'll say Johnny Bravo is a pivot. No, uh, no uh, Johnny Quest was another one, right? And uh, the Hardy Boys, and there were yeah. there were some of these real adventure Lost in the Desert books, and 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 uh, the Goonies. The Goonies is another great one, right? Mm-hmm. But Phil May, yeah. But like, it made me stop and think about that, and then we ended up doing a giant desert campaign um, for a while in D and D, and like we've been in the sand for a while. A lot of that was because. I want to play in the desert like the mummy movies. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. <laughs> How's inspire you, Mieka, in your fantasy worlds? Um. How often do you fantasize about the mummy is the question. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it hasn't really influenced me in my like adult life. But like after watching them, I can see that a lot of my characters are like some type of scholar almost in mm. addition to being like a princess like purpose <laughs> is a princess but she's also like studying and like you know big learning. evil vibes yeah yeah like i think for call of cthulhu one of my characters and then like the new um campaign you're running like she's a scholar like she's been to school and like all that type of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting because it's a trope but not one that i can necessarily like the the girl that reads books and is a nerd is not that is a trope in a lot of movies but not in a lot of adventure movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Evie was never a damsel in distress. Which no. Which was great. Yeah. Even when she was literally in distress, she was like, hurry up and get me. I have shit to do. Yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. supposed to be doing it. And it's, yeah. it's the, the, the rescuing of the damsel in distress is basically just rescuing her from herself. It was never like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was never, I don't technically need you, but thank you for keeping me alive. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I went off earlier like this. It was a big change in how I saw fantasy stuff when I was a kid because when I, I was very young when it came out 
and like I my dad was a big action movie person so I would saw things and like weird movies too so like I grew up with like Willow the Labyrinth and like all those other like you know See, Jim Henson movies I don't, movie I don't think like those that. are weird those are seminal <laughs> I know but like <laughs> but that's what we inspired my fantasy a lot was like a lot of Jim Henson and yeah. a lot of like that kind of stuff so when I saw this this was the first thing that I watched where I was just mesmerized by the relationships the characters had and like how they were developed the visuals were really cool like it for it was like ahead of its time in my brain when I first saw it when I was a kid and like I was obsessed like I drew fan arts I wrote fanfics like it was my first <laughs> fandom I think outside of Dragon Ball Z and anime like I got to say in points to for it being between World War 1 and World War 2 yeah. we don't get a whole lot of shit in that era right no. And I, like it, it's it was true. it was fun to see that as well. That's what mm-hmm. wasn't wild about them time jumping later, right? Yeah. The first one specifically, I really like that. So that made me, especially because of Call of Cthulhu, take an interest in that period post post the Great War, as the Nazis are rising. I mean, Indiana Jones is set in that time period yeah. too, mm-hmm. right? So that that made me think about that and want to learn more about it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my five questions. Let's roll dice. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, I know, I'm not doing very well. 19! <laughs> oh, Mieke, you're going second. Megan, you're reading more questions. <laughs> okay. I can do it. I am a strong, independent girl. <laughs> I'll channel my inner Evie. Alright, question the sixth. <laughs> can you recall anything you absolutely hated about the originals? Or the reboot, and how would you change it if the movie was released in today's age? Um, what did I hate? I hated, um, the writing in The Scorpion King. I hated everything about the reboot. Um, did I like anything about the reboot? The CGI was comparable to today's standards. Yes. It was good. Yeah, they did a good job with that. Um, and, uh, I, I, I'm, look, I like Penny Dreadful. I like it when they try to bring the monster verts together on shit. So they, they had the, I forget what they would call it. It was the dark... It would, the Universal was trying to do a great big mummy reboot, and so that's why Dr. Jekyll showed up in that one. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was going to be a Dracula one, and then a Frankenstein one. They were all going to, you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, get all the big classics together. And I like that idea on paper. It felt weird shoehorned into the, the mummy movie, and I did not fucking care for it at mm-hmm. all. The Yeah, there's a lot I didn't like. The Scorpion King was poorly written, but highly entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. A lot of this stuff is just a victim of the time that it was released. Like, trying to be a part of a cinematic universe hurt the reboot. Trying to to jump onto the CGI when the CGI was in its infancy hurt the couple of the sequels. Um, hurt like, the Scorpion King. Like, yeah. nobody's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the recasting of Evie. Yeah. Yeah, that hurt my soul. You'll notice Brendan Fraser was not having fun in that movie. Yeah. Like, he was there doing his thing, but he was not in love with this moment. Yeah. Right? Um, And it's because he was returning to a character that was a little bit older, a little bit more jaded, and didn't have someone else to pull it out of him, right? To pull the charisma out. So, Mm -hmm. he's still charismatic, but it wasn't the the fucking same. Yeah. In In the second one? No, in the the third one. The tomb of... The tomb of the dragon emperor. Yeah. So, Uh yeah, there's a lot of shit that I would do differently. Um... I'll tell you one thing, though. I don't think I would recast it. I'd still have Brendan Fraser. Oh, yes. I would never watch... Like, I think that was my issue with watching any other Mummy movie was that yeah. he was not in it. Mm-hmm. If, if he was not in it, I was not about it. Mm-hmm. But it destroyed that, man. 
know. Also, the, I'm sorry. I love the second movie. I really do. Mummy Returns is great. But it suffers from the from the era of the early 2000s when every boy under the age of 12 was a precocious little imp that always had to have a one-liner and would, yeah. would turn to the camera and go, oh, every time that he got put in his place. I'm like, oh, you fucking Anakin Skywalker, yes, son of a that's bitch. exactly what so, <laughs> Get out of here, Anakin. Yeah. So, and I feel bad because and that... And it looked like him, too. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad because that actor quit acting. He doesn't act anymore. That kid, like, turned 13 and was like, nah, I'm done. Oh, so, that's sad. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, the Mummy movies are are perfect snapshots of what was going on in that the time. industry in that time, right? Yeah. Uh, Mika, you were second. Turn. What'd you hate? Um, I had a strong dislike for the boy as well in the second one. <laughs> Take the children like, out of my action yeah. movies, please. Like, we could have had a great movie with, like... Um, I'm trying to Evie. perv on these movies. Get to the children now. Get, right? <laughs> there you go. Like, this is not pulling on my heartstrings. Yeah. To be fair, they partnered him up with the least sexy character in the show, Benny, and then that yeah. was the end of it. Not Benny, uh, Jonathan. Him and Jonathan yeah. were like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, buds. And so I was like, okay, well, that removes them from my brain. Phenomenal. Like, those Fast three, forward. Those three are like, I just want to see a movie with them. Evie, Rick, and Jonathan. We don't need the kid running around and... <laughs> It was nice to see him for the establishment of the character, but then yeah, heat. It's like, right? okay, time passed, and they're still together. That's they put, all. They should have put a gag in his mouth and just let him be the thing that needed to get rescued. Damsel in distress, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he yeah. was, wasn't he? Yeah, but he talked a lot. Yeah, he did. Well, like, yeah, every time he was captured, captured? Captured, which I think was a couple different times, he was, like, kind of buddies with his captor, or, like... Like, trying to befriend or, uh, like, was an annoying child. Mm -hmm. But they didn't even really react that poorly to him, either. It was like, oh, you're just an annoying kid. Mm -hmm. And just fluff. Love it. Casey? Um, well, I, in the reboot, no, not the reboot, uh, the... I guess it was the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I really hated the adult son. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> the version of the son. He of... did not grow up the way I thought he was going to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I know, like, I, you could predict that storyline so easy mm-hmm. as that, yeah, he's the rebellious team following the same footsteps, but, like, estranged because of blah, blah, blah. But I just, yeah, I just couldn't connect, didn't relate. I just thought he was, he didn't really add anything to the whole thing. It could have easily been Rick and Evie, like, doing exactly what he did. And he did not Mm -hmm. need to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they tried too hard to give him character traits from both parents, that it was hard for him to have his own fucking personality. Yeah, like, he didn't. Yeah, so. And too much time building sandcastles. But, like, I remember being that age, and my sandcastles were just mounds of dirt. That's it. There might have been, they looked vaguely like a volcano because I put a hole in the top of it. Like, these kids were, uh, he he was good at everything he did, and it was annoying. Yeah, and, like, the love interest thing, too, was so forced, I felt, like... (laughs) In that whole scene, too, I was just like, oh. But that's the thing. is like, because you're so obsessed with the romance that was, like, the perfect romance between these two. And you're like, this does not compare. It was like they were trying to repeat it with the next generation, and it just didn't Didn't work. I low-key believe they were trying to pass the torch. 
I thought that they. I like, think I thought they were going to make yeah. a trilogy based on the next two characters, yeah. but, and then it just flopped. But I <laughs> yeah. didn't actually look into whether that was going to be. But I had that feeling was it yeah. that they were trying to set it up for another trilogy. But oh well. Megan, what'd you hate? Um, honestly, not a whole lot. I <laughs> I can find a reason to love every aspect of these movies, except for the fact that there was a child in one of them. But that was fine. Um, I understand the necessity of having the child there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like the only one that I would say that I would want to like see redone and done better would be the the Dragon uh, Emperor one because I feel like that was a lot of missed opportunity in that one to use like they used some history but like in a, such a strange way and like I wish that they dug more into like the actual area they were exploring kind of like Egypt right I didn't mm -hmm. feel like we were exploring the place that we were supposed to be navigating because this thing is in the world right. I also feel like, okay, so I, I often compare it against the Indiana Jones because yeah. Indiana Jones is largely doing the same kind of archaeology shit. So anyway, mm -hmm. the Indiana Jones did the the movie in the desert, then the movie, you know, in India and the Temple of Doom, and then back in the desert again. If the mummy had broken up Emotep to be in the third movie, the second one wouldn't have felt weird. Yeah. But it felt like we had these two perfect movies. And now we're going to try to do this other thing over here with kind of the same characters. But that's the thing. And a couple of the same actors. Yeah. Right? Like, it did feel it, tacked on yeah. instead of it being, like, another, another chapter in the story. Yeah. Right? But I did enjoy the idea that they were going to explore other, oh, yeah. like, empires yeah. and things like that. And, like, you know, like, mummification and bringing the dead back was common in many different types mm -hmm. of areas of the world. So I enjoyed the fact that they wanted to do that. But it felt like they just weren't successful in making you feel like you were there. Whereas in The Mummy, you felt like you were in Egypt exploring tombs and you were immersed. This just felt chopped up as fuck. Mm. And like they were just throwing shit in there for the sake of throwing it in there. Yep. But anyways. Question the seventh. <laughs> From a DM's perspective, have you ever used The Mummy as influence in your own games around your tables? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the pygmies in the second one? Yeah. Yeah, those are kobolds. You bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but kobolds are halfway between those things and Ewoks for me a lot of the time. When I just need generic small creature in the jungle doing guerrilla warfare, yeah, I'll lean on that. As far as the actual mummy and the curses and everything else, I do. I did a bunch of curses with hags. We love curses. Yep, yeah. but I am not going to talk about my plans for the future in our campaign. How dare you? Not with you guys. <laughs> That's fair. Mieka. Oh, it is my turn. Um, doo -doo -doo. I would say maybe not in game, but I need people like the characters from the mummy around the table. Like I need a Rick character. I need an Evie character. You need some comic relief. You need some yeah. romance. You need, yeah. <laughs> yeah Do we have that at our table? I mean, there's some comedy and there's some fucking, but because <laughs> you killed my romance. <laughs> Wait, we have a new romance. Yes, we Make do. Oh, yeah. yeah. We also have Casey's low-key romance that's going on as well. That's fucking. That's not a... <laughs> it's an arrangement. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We play a very PG-themed game. Uh, Surprisingly. You know what? Yeah, we fade to black a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for Dan's sake. That's true. Everybody else is fine, but, you know, anything stronger than a rated G. And Don't want to scare the man. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Casey? Um, 
I haven't really, but tacking this with um, covering mummies and mummy lords in the Undead series, I absolutely want to even make like an awesome one shot around this. And um, how uh, in the first one, when they divide up like organs into the into the different jars and stuff like we talked about that as well in the series mm -hmm. like i love all that it's like tess go find her heart in this whatever the fuck place yeah we talked so. about the mummy a lot I, I, we got halfway through that episode before i even mentioned the mummy though so i will say i was very proud of myself and then derailed the rest of the episode it's what i do adam <laughs> but yeah so i haven't but i'm very very much inspired from the last few months of of us doing this yeah I would agree. Like, I haven't, I have not done, like, an Egypt-themed campaign, and I haven't really, like, pulled from any inspiration other than to build your basic PC characters or what have you, and using personality traits. But, like, I want, I really want to build, like, Anubis warriors, but are just using, like, the, the, the decked-out skeletons and stuff like that. Like, just use the undead, but theme them with the mummy. Yeah. Would be delightful. I don't think it was the mummy lord, but it was... I should know what other monster it was. The one that had the circlet that it wore and, and it controlled, controlled the other undead. Yeah. yeah. Like, Mieka, I feel like you need a character to do that. And you, <laughs> like, your princess phase, it's like, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. She needs a tiara, okay? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. And why not throw a few undead? Let's I take mean, a We vote. know they're coming down the line. You are not playing Acra anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Question the eighth. <laughs> Can you recall your expectations about this movie series before your very first time watching them? If so, what are they? No. Oh, it's not my turn. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. So I went and saw the first one. I was 16 and I was on a date. So my expectations were very low for the movie. Um, I was not paying attention much to it the first time I saw it. However, because I was a 16 year old boy I just could not focus on the thing in front of me um, for I, I do I do remember my expectations because I didn't see the reboot until about a month and a half ago yeah um, and my expectations were so low this is gonna be shit yeah and I managed to meet every one of my expectations there you go I love that for you um, for me, no. Honestly, I can't even remember when I first watched The Mummy. It yeah. must have been, like, on TV or something. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, like, I was pretty young when it came out, so I wasn't, like, it wasn't my thing. But probably watched it in the early 2000s and was like, oh, this is great. I just remember that I had the poster of it in my bedroom when I was, like, 16. I did too, man. Yeah, yeah. see, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even, like, remember it being, like, a big, like, phenomenon or whatever. It, uh, so. it, it wasn't necessarily that it was like my favorite movie by a damn sight. It was just like the marketing for it was everywhere. And it was and really cool looking. Yeah. I don't uh, even remember that. Also, I was on first name basis with the guy that ripped tickets. who's was this little old man that ripped the tickets at my little like back before multiplexes. So the little theater. Yeah. And uh, he would like hand us movie posters all the time yeah. when they came down. And a lot of the promotional stuff. One time I came home with a life-size cutout of of um Hugh Grant from some movie. I don't know what movie it was. They nice. just had like a life-size cardboard cutter. I walked in the front door and my mom was like, what the fuck is this? None of your business, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Casey? Expectations? Uh, 
I don't think I really had any. I, it wasn't necessarily on my radar. My family really did like watching lots of action shows. and So I think probably the first time I saw them was like at home when yeah. it was finally like we could get, we could go to Rogers and get the VHS. Not Jumbo Video or like... <laughs> no, specifically Rogers Video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, this is new out. Let's watch this. For... Five movies for $5 for five days. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Now we pay up the wazoo for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not have any expectations going into it when I was a children's. Uh, I just thought it was another action movie dad was taking me to, so I didn't really give a what. Became obsessed with it. And even though the subsequent movies that came out after it um, weren't as good. They still struck a chord with me where like it fit my expectations yeah. as to what I was going into. Weirdly enough, the only one that I did not see in theaters was the um, uh, Dragon Emperor one. Really? And I recently saw that one recently. Um, about three months ago, uh, Rome and I went on a Jet Li kick where we just watched multiple Jet Li movies. And... Did you watch the one? Yes. <laughs> It was a full day of back-to-back Jet Li, and the third movie... Lethal Weapon 4? Because that is low-key a beautiful movie. I refuse to do the Lethal Weapon movies. I stayed away from them, unfortunately. (laughs) But but the first movie we watched was the uh, Dragon Emperor from The Mummy. Because I was like, we talk about this a lot on on my podcast. I would like to watch this. And I went into it with really, really low expectations, and it met those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So... (laughs) I gotta ask, because we've mentioned now, like, oh, it's a movie with my dad. What were the movies? What was the series? What's, what's your dad series? What's the thing that your dad watched with you? What was the thing? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. Well, but like that was a movie series, and we've had this conversation yeah. before in like a mailbag many, 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 many years ago. Yeah. Like, yes, the series that I watched with dad was Star Wars, but like the movies that like our family rewatches when we're together is Willow labyrinth yeah like all those little ones but yeah look my dad i grew up on james bond and star trek yeah but when i go over to the house before dad died we were watching airplane and Mm -hmm. uh, police academy and oh police academy oh shit low-key the best theme song (laughs) amazing and the worst movies my dad loved pink panther yeah that's cute yeah i love that dads I wonder what Dan's kids are going to say about him. What will the movies? Probably Marvel. Everybody Every now, so it's all going to be Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dad showed me Marvel movies. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Good for you, Tim. Uh, Tim. I'm sorry. Good for you, Thor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one's named Tim anymore. Like that just. Yeah, we moved on from it. Tim to Thor. <laughs> you know, we, Magneto. We, we, we gave up Roberts and Johns for Aidens and Jadens and Cadens. Uh, yeah, we love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question the ninth. Should the Mummy series ever get lined up for a release to a new generation? Basically, a complete series reboot, in other words. Who would you cast as the main characters and why? I feel like we answered that, but I would just recast them all the same way. Like, they're older. I'm cool with that. I came up with a whole new list. Oh, did you? I did. Uh, Vin Diesel is Imhotep. <laughs> just because they're bald. Yeah. Zach Efron. I'm out. As Rick. I'm out. I'm listening. No. <laughs> um, Mila Kunis as Evie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think was it <laughs> Jason Momoa. Uh, oh, yes. 
Uh-huh. As the Scorpion King. As the Scorpion King. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, he would also make a good um, artist. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely would mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I recently saw a little video of him. Jack Black is Jonathan. Yes, Jack Black would make a really good Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, question the 10th. If you use something like an Egyptian Book of the Dead in your campaign, how would you keep it hidden and guarded? Well, you see, I did this. I had a Necronomicon in my campaign. What a strange concept. Yeah, and so I did keep it hidden. One half of it was down a hole, um, which killed a character and traumatized everybody else there um, uh, because a death tyrant murdered you guys. Um, And you did come across the other half of the book, but the deal was, the way that I was able to keep things separate was... Our necromancer got her hands on um, all of the spells and that part of the Necronomicon, but none of the lore behind the creatures. And our rogue investigator got his hands on all of the um, on all of the lore and all of the details about what to expect with a vampire or a zombie or whatever. But the problem was that you weren't allowed to tell anybody else because if you did, it would kill you outright. It was forbidden to share, and the book would know. So you could keep it on you. You could use it as a spellcasting focus, but you can't share it which means dan was tortured for months watching everybody else systematically check off all of the boxes towards them falling into evil acra i I gave dan a list of if if casey does these things acra will become a lich by the by the level 20 if if (laughs) cora does these things megan will be a death knight by the end. It was meant to be. And so, and he watched in horror as systematically everybody just fell one at a time. Um, I love that that process hurt Dan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he was thoroughly frustrated. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, every fucking day, was this the day that Acker would just slit his throat and take the <laughs> <Yes>. Every <laughs> moment. Yeah. And Corey's in there just like, every day. please don't. Today's not the day. We need this man. <laughs> I understand yeah. that you want to do it, but maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part was he knew what everybody else was falling into. He didn't know about himself at all. And so he's like, so what's the thing for me? And I'm like, I don't know, man. What's the thing going to be? And then three episodes or three sessions from the, the end, he was taken by vampires and turned. He's like, oh, that was my fucking thing. Damn it. <laughs> done and done. Um, For me, I think it would be interesting to see like the Dullahan guard some type of book. I don't know. It was the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah. Because it's the You've been obsessed that... with the Dullahan since you did that episode. <laughs> yeah. I hear about it once every three days. Oh. I like, I don't know, I like that guy. It's because he's all shoulders. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we love an old shoulder short king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I like, think about it. Good with it. animals too, rides a horse, yeah. <laughs> I would save a horse, ride a cowboy. Ride a Dullahan. <laughs> ride a horse. <laughs> There you go. That's yeah, my answer. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. What about you, Casey? How would you hide your Necronomicon? <laughs> you're right there. Uh, Come yeah. on, you're right there. <laughs> you're right there. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. I don't think I I can come up with a specific one. Like I think Adam did did a great job when he did his and unexpectedly caused extra trauma. Yeah, <laughs> it was not unexpected. 
It was it was meticulously yeah. planned. Yeah. That was also when um, I went toe to toe with that bitch that was guarding the whole. Megan? Oh yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> you would go toe to toe with me. You know you lose. <laughs> yeah. No, we were friends until the end. And then we went toe to toe and died. Yeah. Um, in each other's arms as you plunged to the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did go toe to toe with the archmage. Yeah. Yeah. And I won. Yeah. Well, you, well you guys were trying to get to the hole. And that's why I wasn't at the hole when to, she went down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were busy dueling and beating an archmage who then ran away and got his comeuppances much later. Love that for him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I have nothing else to add. I don't know. I like um, the way that they did it in The Mummy. With the old switcheroo, where they were looking for one specific book, but they ended up finding the opposite one because yeah. they switched them at some point in history, X, Y, Z. So I, I like that idea, that the MacGuffin you're searching for ends up being the opposite of the MacGuffin you're searching for, and then you have to go on another quest to find the proper one. Yeah, but, that was clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. So if I was going to use that trope, I would I would use that in a campaign. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's roll dice again. Yay! <clears throat> I believe in you, Megan. Fifteen. Five. <gasps> Nat twenty oh. and on the on the edge of the box. <laughs> uh, roll off, Mika. We both got fives. I got another five. Oh my god! Oh, wait, you got another five. So many fives. Eighteen and Mika with another what five. Determined to get a five. All right. You well, you're reading the questions out then. Oh, okay. Amazing. All right, here we go. Um, number eleven is Emotep a mummy lord or just a sorcerer with a case of dry skin? Casey, you're first. <laughs> we kind of we kind of touched on this slightly. Um, I feel like it was more down the sorcerer. Um, there were several things that mummy lords do, if we're talking like D&D, that um, I thought more correlated with um, his love interest than him. Yeah, because like he, he, his powers came to him because they were imbued into him because of nonsense that occurred. But I do feel like he is more of a mummy lord because of because of the jars and the way he was mummified, and that's how he was brought back. And the fact that those are technically his things that are going to bring him back to his full capabilities and full powers, because there it is written in like mummy lore history and some very famous mummy lords in D and D where they have followers that did this to them and then they are that they that's how they became the mummy lord and that is basically in my mind his story so right. but i don't unless... i don't remember his name uh, i remember pronouncing it wrong in the episode a thousand times too it's a very specific mummy lord oh um yeah internet yell at me it's fine but octopot octopot his story is Emotep's story it is. Just without the love interest. But you could okay. throw a love interest in there and you're done. Now, so... But see, wait, wait, wait. So, it was not his organs that went into the clay clay pots. It was hers. He was just thrown into the sarcophagus alive with, yeah. with the bugs. But he was, no, he was mummified and his organs were put into jars. He was? Yes. Oh, I thought that was the... His jars were his. Well, then how is he still alive in the sarcophagus scratching his name on? I don't know, man. Look, the reason that the, the, the reason that he is a mummy lord, and I'd have to look at the spell list to be sure, but I think it's divine spells, so he's not a sorcerer. Yeah. Okay, fine. 
And, it. and the spells <laughs> line up real nice with the mummy movies, so. It's a nail in the sarcophagus there. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, Megan. <laughs> Good. <laughs> not explaining it to your child's eyes brain. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Megan? Sorcerer or, or mummy lord? Sorcerer with dry skin. I have no respect for him. He also has very dry skin, <laughs> so I accept that answer. <laughs> He's just a nuisance. I don't like him. Fair enough. <laughs> there you I go. All right. Then. A lot of, like, I had more empathy for him the second time, like when I watched more recently. I was like, oh, he just wants his babe back. Yeah, man. He's just out here for the love. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Second movie. Yeah, he was like, the villain they gave was... him a little bit more personality. Yeah. He was a bitch in the second one. (laughs) He got right up to Scorpion King. He was like, oh no, it isn't me. That guy. You got to go fight that guy over there. Because he was a punk. The moment he didn't have his powers anymore, he was a bitch. He was. Mm. But this is why uh, I enjoy my smut novels of the sense where the villain will destroy the world to save you, but the hero will destroy you to save the world. That's why we love a good villain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that was a nice sidebar. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have you used a group like the Magi in your campaign before, i.e. an ancient sect of guardian warriors? Sorry, I'm oh. still reeling from what you said about the villain <laughs> destroying the world to save you. Does yeah. that make Star-Lord a villain in Infinity War? Because they almost got that gauntlet off of Thanos. But then because of Gamora, Star-Lord mm-hmm. fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Is he, is he, he would bad have guy? been bad. Well, his no. friends wouldn't have liked him. Well, his friends were dust. Well, yes, the hero will always choose to save the world over the girl, and then the villain will always choose to save the girl over the world. I guess. Feel bad about Star-Lord, then. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, what was the question, Mieka? <laughs> <laughs> Have you used a group like the Magi in your campaign before, i.e. an ancient sect of Guardian Warriors? Um, I haven't yet, but I was recently inspired by... Um, uh, some uh undead uh, an undead trope of perhaps dwarfs that would come in handy as a group that would (laughs) would come to service and either be protecting or working on a specific area um coming in a podcast later that inspired me to use in the future so more like yeah protecting an area Mm -hmm. um and come and if the right person says the right things they could get a lot of information if not it might just end up in a bit of a fight we'll see but not yet Hmm. i feel like any campaign that has clerics has them in it like anytime i've like built a cleric in a campaign they have a group of them that are going for the same goal whether it's to protect something or what have you right so i don't don't think i've ever really used the inspiration specifically from the mummy and the magi but like i feel like i've used cults a lot <laughs> which can be transfused from that kind of a yeah. theme i avoid cults i avoid secret societies i mean call of cthulhu has them in fucking yeah. droves so i get my fill there but i tend to avoid it because it's real tropey i've seen it a million times in D and it's just one of those things like i just don't do goblin bandits anymore mm-hmm. i just don't I've, I've seen it both sides of the screen i'm just i'm done with it i'm really 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 bored of the secret society with the answer of all of the (sighs) yeah i mean sure if i need to if i need to give a lord dump then i will have that so my guys can torture the 
info out of somebody. No, I don't care. I, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm out, he says. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I want, I want you guys to know who the bad guys are long in advance and go, oh shit, yeah, we gotta get ready for that motherfucker. Yeah. Right? Instead of, who's in the shadows pulling the strings? <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> because... Because it's not a mystery. Like, it's it's a, a, the long-term puzzle of that, for me, I find boring because you slowly put the pieces together. And I will do a, a rug pull every once in a while. Do you remember in Castle Yim when Sinsler turned out to be sinister? And you guys were like, oh, wait a minute, he's a fucking bad guy the whole time? Yeah. And, like, I've done rug pulls on that kind of shit, but I won't do, I won't do big, bad, like, organizations that are operating in the shadows because the moment you figure out who it is, they're just an organization in the sunshine, right? Like, <laughs> you know what you're up against now. In the um, sunshine. And, and I've, the payoff never feels right at a D&D table for that. Feels good in a novel. Feels good in a Call of Cthulhu game. Doesn't feel right for high fantasy D&D, right? Not just mm. in that mystery. Fair enough. No. <laughs> Thanks, Mia. Good answer, Mia. Yeah, all right. <laughs> nope. No, I, I ran. Remember in the um first ever campaign I played in, Adam, I had like something like that. It was called the um the Order of Measure. Remember? Yeah, but you guys were out in the open. You were a society that That's you were true. building. Like it wasn't a secret society, right? There weren't really any secret societies. Anytime that there'd be like. Oh, this guy is doing this illegal thing in the background. You would then go hunt the guy down and drag him to justice, or more likely, leave his body in an alley. That's true. Right. So amazing. Yeah, we got a lot of work done. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm reading. All right. Um, number thirteen is the Dragon Emperor a Lich or just an undead wizard? I don't think I can answer this question because I have not seen that movie. But y'all go ahead. <laughs> it did not occur to me to think of it as a potential think of him as a potential lich but i feel like that's still a stretch i feel like i don't know you needed to see more pre leading up to him being mummified in order to really know if he would be a lich i don't know yeah there, i feel like there wasn't, there wasn't enough to denote that he was a lich yeah like he he did bad stuff but not enough <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's a mummy lord yeah yeah like, it's the it's the same thing yeah yeah <laughs> That's it. Oh, next. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, that was an easy one. It's a mummy lord. <laughs> All right, 14. What class and role would you place Dwayne Johnson's Scorpion King in your D&D game? Oh, my. Okay. Um... I have the definitive answer for this, by the way. Do you? Yes. As a matter of fact, I have this mini. No, you don't. Yeah. Please show. It's the Tlin Cali. Baby. Oh my god. Yeah, that is this wild. Is, th these are monsters. They're um, they're essentially scorpion centaurs, right? But yeah. from Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah. Right during mm -hmm. that. I just happened to pull that many years ago. It's sitting at Dan's house right now. Uh, you guys have fought it a couple of times. <laughs> just as like, and there's a bunch of monstrosities come out of the out of the woodwork. I've used them as a drow sometimes. We didn't have enough, uh, or sorry, as a drider. We didn't have enough driders on the table. So yeah. Yeah, like that, that's the answer. He's a it's it's T L A N C A L L I Tlin Kali, so that's that's what it is. So done. Yep. All right. <laughs> Fifteen. Do you find the people's resistance storyline trope overused or unique enough to use multiple times? I'm not familiar. Mm, with what the, what exactly does that mean? Well, that was the whole storyline. The people's resistance was 
Um, I'm thinking the Scorpion King is is where we're getting this question from, because his whole deal was that he is rising up to, like he's the bad guy in the Mummy Returns. In the Scorpion King, he's leading the people's resistance against the evil okay. emperor, right? Okay. So like that's the storyline. The idea of the uprising against the evil, I mean, I've seen that a million times. I don't... Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's not anything new, I guess. No, I feel like the trope can... Isn't that every Final Fantasy movie? 100%. So that's what I'm going to say. You can use the trope over and over again. What makes the trope interesting is the characters that you build and how you play out the story. Because mm-hmm. it's a... It's a classic trope of, yeah. like, the heroes versus the evil, and then sometimes switching the trope, the, the trope, the trope of, like, yes, it's the evil person, but they're actually going for something good, right? So You don't see a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of movies about the empire stomping down the evil resistance. No. Empires are always evil. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not true. Pro-America Gulf War movies. They are stomping out the resistance fighters. I just rolled my eyes in the back of my head. <laughs> no, but like seriously, that's those are the stories, and we and we root for them. The good guys are the ones that are that are putting the like, and I'm thinking specifically Gulf War or um, see, it's too much gray area for the Vietnam War, the Korean War, but like the idea of the the freedom fight, the resistance, and whatnot, going up against the big overwhelming army, and the West is the overwhelming army. We're rooting for our guys. Mm. That is a story that gets told, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, and. Um, and it just reminded me of The Last of Us, I'm going video game, but I didn't play the video game, I watched the series. Yep. Um, there (laughs) was, they all thought that they were the good guys, truly, Mm -hmm. but there was good guys versus good guys, like, the resistance, the... Yeah. The fireflies fireflies. are not to be good, X, Y, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Spoilers, I guess, for someone who hasn't played the game that's fucking over a decade old, but that's fine. I feel like you don't have to give spoilers after a good solid two years. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm saying it with sarcasm. Get on the internet. (laughs) Are we rolling initiative again? That was number 15, right? That was number 15. All right, let's roll. 15, 10, 12, 18, Mika. All right. Who got the 10? Casey. All right, Casey, you're reading. Okay, 16. If you could set a campaign, main or otherwise, in one actual ancient city from our world's history, where would you set it and why? And then there's other parts. And who would your big bad, big, bad evil guy be? And what would the goal be? It's a big one. <laughs> Build a campaign for the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, setting somewhere in Asia. <laughs> That's where my mind That is goes. a big, like, are we talking Genghis <laughs> Khan? Or are we talking some sort of dynasty in China? Are we talking about samurai? Mm, specific dynasty in China. We're going to narrow it down. Um, big bad evil guy. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, I guess. You're very, you are very familiar with the different dynasties in China back in before the no no like back in middle school yeah would would have been able to say but <laughs> I have no I've never no. known that, not <laughs> once no. no um not sure about a big bad evil guy and I'm not sure about a goal I can't think on the spot like this <laughs> fair enough fair under enough. pressure heavy, I can't do it's it it's a heavy no, heavy question if you ask me in like an hour I'll have something <laughs> for you fair I will I know you will <laughs> you'll come at you with a microphone so it's an hour later me <laughs> What about you, Adam? Oh, shit, I was next. Um, 
I would want complete free reign, so the city would be Atlantis. Fair enough. Yeah. And um, who would my big bad evil guy be? The guys who, who are going to sink Atlantis. And what would the goal be? Stop them. Please do not sink Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to pop all the balloons under the island is going to sink. That is how islands work. I love it. I would do Greece or Rome. Uh, and then I would do the big bad evil guys would be a lovely cult of all the famous philosophers of Greek and Roman philosophy. But they get too big for their bridges. So the goal is to stop them. I like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm thinking like Aristotle and like... Plato and like the original Illuminati. Yeah, <laughs> those are so good. I I would want to have I don't know what a what an actual ancient city would be. I would want to do an underwater one or like on the on the sea. You know what would be really good would be like um, through Indonesia and the Philippines. There's a mm. lot of like mystical history in that region as well and it's all very boats yeah like and where you're traversing by a boat and you're dealing with like serpents and, yeah. and then you're dealing with like lush like amazon like now i want to watch anaconda <laughs> what yeah. a great film eh? <laughs> the, the, the first one was great <laughs> I remember, I remember when Ice Cube was a movie star, and it was glorious for those twenty minutes. Yeah, what a great, what a great timeline that was. Uh, which movie was it where the guy winks through the anaconda? That's that's the end of the first one. That's yeah. the first one. Yeah, he yeah. regurgitates John Voight, who then winks at us for some reason. Yeah, yeah. what a great Love feeling. That. Yeah. What's next, Casey? <laughs> All right. What are three things you wish you would have happened in these five movies? I'm not gonna come up with I'm not gonna come up with fifteen things. Everybody grab grab one thing you wish okay. would have happened. Fair yeah. enough. I wanted more flashbacks from in the first movie specifically into like ancient Egypt. I would have liked the I would have liked there to be like more of a story build, I mm. think. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing that I would have liked to have seen is Jonathan should have done something. Something of importance. Yeah. 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 He he had actions that were important in scenes. Yeah. And zero impact on the overall storyline. His impact was very much he did a thing, but it was by accident, and then it did a thing, and then he'd be like, oh, I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he just felt like C-3PO through that entire fucking series. And I really wanted him to do something. Well, I mean, in the second movie, he was... he. It was R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah. Because it was the child and... Yeah. Jonathan. And the tall man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tall skinny man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't think I have anything that I would ask more for in that. I feel like I got all the tropes that I needed out of that one. I feel if you added anything else, it would be a little bit too much. Other than get rid of the child. That's all I want. I don't. It's not an additive. I need it removed. Get rid of the boy. <laughs> Show me the baby. <laughs> yeah, kind of going on what you said, Nika. I think it could have been fun to have some flashbacks of like Evie's childhood and yeah, and Rick's that. childhood. Like, mm -hmm. how did Rick end up the way he was, mm -hmm. and how did Evie end up? Like, they talked about it a little bit, but mm -hmm. could have had some fun flashbacks and stuff. Even Give us the, the backstory. Even the some backstory. fun flashbacks yeah. of like their relationship between the first and the second movie. Because, like, yeah. to Adam's point, they did a really good job of, like, establishing that they are a couple and they know each other really well. 
-hmm. it would have been fun to see what that in-between time frame would have looked like here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I gotta ask, though, because we didn't touch on the reboot much. How do we fix it? (laughs) To get rid of it. Just get rid of it altogether? Yeah, I recast it, to be honest with you. Like, I just feel like the cast was a poor choice. And again, it was a product of the fact that they tried to use a lot of CG that, like, didn't pop off the way that I feel like it should have. And... I would also disconnect it from a cinematic universe so that we actually spend time in Egypt. Yes. That would have been interesting. Because most of it takes place in London. Yeah. Like, and... Like, I get it, yes... That's where you go for Egyptian artifacts because the British steal everything. But, like, I would have liked to stay in the desert. Listen, the locations are my thing, right? Yeah. I love the mummy because you were in Egypt. I didn't mm-hmm. much care for the emperor, the dragon emperor, because it didn't feel like you were where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like, we were up a mountain with yetis. <laughs> Don't even be Oh, those fucking yetis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot about I the totally yetis. forgot that the Yetis were there. Jesus. Oh, God. So oh. entertaining. Oh, we, need, we, we need backup. Bring in the Yetis. Bring in the Yetis. I'm like, what? Parting? <laughs> is that what? I can't believe we breezed past that through this entire episode so far. <laughs> I didn't hate them. It was just very entertaining. <laughs> it was a radically different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It played very, it leaned very much into the radical fan- fantasy, and so did, I think, the the Brad Pitt one. The Brad, is Brad Pitt? Was no, Brad Pitt? it was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I don't know, they're all the same person to me. Whoa, it's whoa, the, it's, whoa, the, it's whoa. the same picture. <laughs> same picture. Same picture. No, 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 no. Moving on. I don't want I don't want to do not pop off my leash. I am I, I am about to. <laughs> Alright, number eighteen. Do you often rewatch the movies or is it more like an annual tradition for you in your lives? Like watching V for Vendetta on the fifth of November type thing? Um, I would say no. Um like if I see if I see it's like on a streaming service, because you know how they have like new releases or like whatever, and I see it, I'll probably make a point to watch it, but it's not like a annual thing for me. Fair enough. I am at the point now with a lot of these movies that I know them so well. There are two kinds of movies. The ones I'm going to rewatch 10,000 times and the ones that I never need to watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mummy, I will watch a million times. If it yeah. is available, even The Mummy Returns, I will sit in for the first... 85% of that movie. And then I will walk away. As soon as they're through the jungle and they get into the into the um, pyramid at the end, I'm going to walk away. I don't need to see the rest of the movie. Yeah. I know how that goes. Um, all the fun stuff is before then. Like, okay, we also blew past the guy with the blimp. I really yeah. liked him. Oh, yeah. Right? I liked him because he had an eye patch that didn't mean anything. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> what a great so, character anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but no, the rest of it, I, I'll watch it. When it comes time to introduce my own children to these movies that I grew up on, that are what I consider seminal movies, I'll be like, yeah, let's sit down and watch the first couple. And if you really like them, I can unleash you on the rest of them. But I will not sit down and watch. I will never go to watch Tom Cruise's The Mummy again. Me, Brad Pitt's? I'm just kidding. Oh, shit, that's two. There won't be a third. <laughs> Um, I rewatch the first Mummy every year at some point in time. Um, I have not rewatched the other ones. 
Like, do you, if I see it on TV, yeah, I'll watch it. But I do not make a point of sitting down and be like, you know what? I think today's the day I'm going to rewatch The Scorpion King. Even <laughs> even when I'm flipping through a Netflix catalog, I'm not going to catch it. But if if there's a Saturday matinee on TV the way that it was when I was a kid, yeah. and you're flipping channels, like, and you land on it, like, yeah. fuck yeah. When I'm at home for Christmas it. and my parents only have cable, and you're just yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> oh, the mummy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then you scroll ahead and it's like, oh, it's all of them in a row for the next 24 hours. <laughs> and then it restarts. Yeah, 100%. That's my vibe. Yeah, agreed. I, I'll, I would happily watch the first two many times, but I don't think I'll seek out these or like, you know, be like, I haven't watched these in a couple years. I'm going to watch them. But those ones were my favorite. What's your annual, your annual rewatch then? If it's a movie or TV show? Twilight. Jesus fuck. <laughs> That's like legit? Yeah, man. Hi. Once a year I will marathon all of them in one day. In fact, last year I did it you, twice. You 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 could just drink. It is okay. <laughs> no, man. Sometimes you just want to sit there and be in your fifis. Like I don't understand what's wrong with that. <laughs> Okay, to, to be fair, I've, I have never been the target demographic of that. I uh, am the target demographic yeah, for that. So, like, so, so that, to, to be fair, I am the last person you should ask. And also, I don't care. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, that's, that's just not my jam. I get that. But there, there's got to be movies that I'm passionate about that I'll be able to give a shit about, I yes. guess. They'd be wrong, but... <laughs> we have a lot of movies in common that we've watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Twilight is just what separates me from you, and that's fine. There are a couple other minor details, but like the beard, but... I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I would... I watch The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Yeah? Time and time and time again. Probably three or four times a year. All the way through. Start to finish. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> Man. Mieka, what's your go-to? Your, I know yours. Yours is The Office. You'll watch The Office over yes. and over and over again. <laughs> The Office, yes. Yeah. Show. All right. Uh, which one was that? That was... That was 18. We got two more. Oh my gosh. Okay. 19. Do you think that the adventure genre of movies was heavily influenced by this series or others like it, such as Indiana Jones, National Treasure, the ones we talked about? Um, yeah, I feel like National Treasure is just like an updated, weird version of The Mummy. Oh, they like... just pulled some things out and like tweaked it a little bit, but yeah, like think about it. <laughs> Heavily influenced it's... by this series? N- n- no. No, I think it no. was influenced by other series. Yeah, by like, the it's... adventure serials of the 20s to yeah, 40s, right? Yeah, Seeking like... Treasure, that yeah. is kind of... But like for the modern, if you... <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the millennial version, the Gen Z version of, of what the adventure genre is, yes, this is one of the seminal movies that relaunched the whole... But Indiana Jones came first, right? Yeah. Romancing mm-hmm. the Stone, the Goonies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we got a lot of these adventure-ish movies. Uh, Princess Bride, right? Like, uh, Yeah, and you would think of those more so as influencing other movies. Yeah. Like, those influenced The Mummy, and The Mummy didn't influence those. Yeah. And that's for the adventure genre, but let's not forget, this started in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where its roots are, right? The old... When the Alien series was coming out, Predator was coming out, like, all those? Or... No, 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 I'm talking about the original black and white The Mummy. Yeah. Right? With, um, oh. was that, um... Lon Chini Jr. I can't remember who it was now. It's been a while since I've seen those movies. Yeah. But like the really old classic like 
Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, okay. right? Wolf, The Wolfman, the all of those movies. The Thing, yeah. Yeah, so like way, way, way back. That's where this got its roots from. And, but, so this came into the adventure genre as it was already established and just did a kick-ass job for a couple of movies, right? Yeah. And I think maybe that's why it failed in the, the reboot was because they tried to return to the horror genre. Yeah. Have and the cake world wasn't ready too. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right. Here's a question that Megan's been waiting for. Get ready for it. The most exciting question. Uh, <laughs> smash or pass the main characters of the first two movies. Thank you for just. They're just like, the first two. Thanks, thanks for just selecting the first two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mieka. <laughs> Alright, hold on, hold on. What who are the characters? Okay, there's Rick, Evie, Jonathan, Ardith. We're including Benny and Emotep. And we should include um An Oxunamoon. Yeah. Yeah, the I, one I, that I, I can't pronounce. Yeah. I, I say call out the character and then I'll just, just say smash or pass. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So first so is Rick. Smash. 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 I mean, objectively, he is the most handsome man there. Fair enough. You'd be ridiculous. And so charismatic. Yeah. You're lying to yourself, even as a straight dude, if you're like, you wouldn't hit that. Yeah. Or let it hit you, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a minute? (laughs) Oh, we are adding the Scorpion King to this. Yeah, we can add the Scorpion King. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Evie. Smash. 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 (laughs) Jonathan. Smash. I'd still smash it. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Sorry, I can't do it. He is going to focus <laughs> on himself. He is not there for you. Sometimes that's a that's a king. We don't king shame. I mean, fair. <laughs> I just... Remember in the second movie when he shows up with whoever the, the debutante was and he's just lying and pretending that he's Rick? Yeah. That's pretty mm, weasley. Yeah. That's, that's pretty weasley. Fair. <sighs> if I was drunk enough. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Ardeth the Protector. Smash. Pulled me aloft, my lord. Yeah. Like, 100%. <laughs> smash me. <laughs> he has just the right level of facial hair. Like, there's, he's yeah. got that, I don't know what it is. But uh, it's the activated curls for me. Just. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, on a horse, too. The like, eyes, too. Uh, just keeps getting like, better. Like, the classic romance male. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, the, yeah. the, the accent as well. He's like, on the cover a, of a Nora Roberts novel somewhere. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Benny. Pass. This is my one hard <laughs> pass. Hard pass. Disarm. Now, keep him away. Now, 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 bear with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the voice for me. So. <laughs> hard pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evo death. Smash. Smash. Pass. Easy. Really. Mm-hmm. What is it? Why? I don't like his face. <laughs> I don't. Oh, sorry. He, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like his face. I figured that he... I think he's that he's... attractive to me. I think that he single-handedly brought dad bod to the general consciousness. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, like oily dad bod. That man sweated yep. every second of every movie. He gleamed. Yeah. I thought... <laughs> The CGI mummy looks more attractive. <laughs> 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 than him. 
him. I really did. Like, Fair, you know what? When I smashed the mummy. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Oh my Bless gosh. Him. Okay, and finally, the Scorpion King. Let's decide it is the Scorpion King. Pre or post Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpification. Or do we do. We have. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> Does, doesn't matter. Because I, like, I was like, oh, we should split it up. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, you didn't do an Axuna Moon either, though. It was a clear smash. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, an Axuna Moon smash. Yes. Smash, yeah. She would run my show. Agreed. All right, that did was 20. Did we miss anybody? I feel like that's all of them from the first two, two. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think. Unless you good. want to talk about the man, man in the blimp. The man in the blimp, he's pretty funny. You'd have a good time with him. I think so, too. You also have yeah. the warden from the first movie. Well, we know what that answer is, don't we? Yeah. Um, all right, so that is all for this episode of It's a Mimic. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as dozens of other podcast apps. You can also email us at info at itsamimic.com or head over to www.itsamimic.com and support us by hitting the donate button or buying some merch or just check out the wonderful episode guide that Casey builds for us every month. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and make sure to check out uh, other Mailbag episodes, as well as a long list of special series and unique topics, Uh, and you'll never know what you're going to get. Clearly. Clearly. (laughs) Smash. So, there is one more question. Oh. And this is specifically for Megan. For me? Yeah. Now, this is not mummy related. Okay. Um, we got a question for the mailbag, um, for the other mailbag that we're going to be releasing this month. Yeah. Um, but you're not scheduled to be on that one, and it was specifically for you. Oh, okay. No one else can answer this. Yeah. And the wording of it is perfect. Okay. Groundbreaking Top 33 on Reddit says, uh, this is actually for Megan. Over many episodes, you called someone a waffle twat. Did I? (laughs) Go on. What exactly is a waffle twat? Also, would the person be described as being warm and fluffy or more sweet and sticky? Okay, first of all, it's twat waffle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the history of twat waffle. So, I am... Terrible at cursing on a regular basis. I curse like a fucking sailor on a. It's just, you don't say. Yeah, uh, and I got called out for using the "see you next Tuesday" word a lot on the podcast at one point way back in the day. It got yeah. removed. Uh, like we, we edited it out a lot, and then we had to just bleep some because we couldn't couldn't like work yeah. around it. And so we had a conversation, Megan. You need to tone your shit down. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, so I just came up with a new way to say it, and that was where twat waffle came from. Why waffle? I don't know that answer, to be honest with you. Um, maybe because I found the sign language version of it to be hilarious. It is pretty funny. Yeah. So I Dan taught me how to say twat waffle in sign language to make it even better when we're playing D&D at the D&D table. 
Um, but what I describe, how would I describe someone who is a twat waffle? Um, they're definitely not fluffy. Um, yeah, I would say more warm and sticky would be a twat waffle. Yeah, just gross. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> who is a twat waffle in the Mummy movies? Uh, Benji. He's a twat waffle. Oh, Be- Benny. Benny, sorry. Benny, Benny. Yeah. yeah. Benny is a twat waffle. What makes him a twat waffle? His voice. Really? That's the thing. <laughs> not not the voice. double crossing. No. Not the <laughs> not the fake religion to get which is actually one of my favorite scenes as well. Yeah, yeah, pulling out every religious point yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah, that's a good yeah. So good. Yeah. No, he is definitely a twat waffle. Um the like Dude bros that opened the sarcophagus in the first place and then got blasted with fucking acid air. Twelve oh, yeah. <laughs> Use your brain, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Anyone who's just inherently dumb. Twelve level. <laughs> yeah. The kid. The boy. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a little hard for a child. Right? Oh. And, like, also... He's more of a twat uh, twa- like, I was about to say, we have now expanded on the use of twat waffle within our community. Uh, I learned twat pancake in sign language, and then also learned twat crepe recently in sign language. So I use all three now. Uh, so Depending get ready for that. Severity. I would guess it. so. Pancakes, I feel like, are, like, less aggressive, and then crepes are, like, your fancy twats. <laughs> The fancy twats. <laughs> but there is your origin story for twat waffle. Enjoy. Fuck Use respectively, <laughs> or all with all due disrespect, whatever you decide. This, this podcast. I suddenly feel like I don't. Did I watch these movies? <laughs> oh my god! I only watched the first. I will two. happily remind you. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen them all. But it's been a while for Scorpion King because it just, it just I couldn't. could not even go back to that to. one. Oh, yeah. I binge watched all of them in the last week. Did you? Yes. You, so that's why. Where did you find them? Um, I have a button on my remote, and I just I just said the Mummy, and then it searches it all of the, the tells streams. you what app it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only one I had to pay for was the. Uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Amazing. I had to, I had to rent it for four ninety nine. Worth every penny. <laughs> but all the other ones I had somewhere. 